Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Alchemist. The story begins when a young shepherd named Santiago has a recurring dream, in which he sees a treasure hidden at the Egyptian pyramids. To seek the treasure, the boy sells his sheep and embarks on a strenuous journey, crossing the Sahara Desert. Throughout his trip, he experiences a series of strange encounters. Under the guidance of an alchemist, he reached the pyramids, only to discover where the treasure really was. In the end, he has managed to gain wealth and find his true love, turning the dream he sought all along into reality. Known as one of the few internationally acclaimed literary works, this book has been translated into 68 languages and holds a Guinness World Record as the most translated book by a living author. Being sold over 35 million copies in 160 countries, it is one of the best-selling books of all time. With a broad, compassionate, and unique perspective as well as crystal-clear writing, Qualo combines philosophical ideas, religious miracles, and fables. His novel has moved not only the common people across the world, but also powerful politicians, famous celebrities, and entrepreneurs, garnering hundreds of millions of readers. Even those who are illiterate are drawn to the wondrous world he depicted. In 2007, due to the influence of his works, Qualo became a UN messenger of peace. Next, let us explore Santiago's adventure from four different angles. Part 1, A Shepherd's Treasure Hunt Part 2, Santiago's Secrets to Success Part 3, Symbolism Part 4, Love is the Essence Santiago is originally a student at a seminary, but he always wishes to explore the world. When he is 16, he purchases a flock of sheep with his father's help and becomes a wandering shepherd. For two years, Santiago travels through the plains of Andalusia, Spain, with a flock of sheep, a coat, and a book. One ordinary night, Santiago stops by an abandoned old church and dreams, for the second time, of a child who takes him to the Egyptian pyramids and says to him, If you come here, you will find a hidden treasure. However, in both dreams, Santiago wakes up just as the child is about to reveal the location of the treasure. Santiago decides to get someone to interpret his dream. He meets an old lady, who tells Santiago that she will help him if he promises to give her one-tenth of the treasure he finds. After Santiago makes his vow, the old lady simply tells Santiago that he should travel to the pyramids and look for the treasure around them. Santiago is dissatisfied with such a direct interpretation and decides never to believe in dreams again. Later on, Santiago encounters an old man in the market plaza, and the latter claims to be the king of Salem. Not only does he know about Santiago's dream, his upbringing and his parents, but also things Santiago has never told anyone. The old man says, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to help you. He also claims that he is here to help Santiago fulfill his destiny. If the boy gives him one-tenth of his sheep, the old man will tell him how to find the treasure. Santiago asks whether he could give him one-tenth of the treasure instead, and the old man is disappointed. He says that if Santiago promises others something that he has not yet gotten, he will not strive for it. 
At last, the old man adds that he will wait for the boy at the same place tomorrow before vanishing around the corner of the plaza. After some initial hesitation, Santiago decides to sell his flock and set off to look for the treasure. One of his friends purchased all the sheep, claiming that he has always dreamed of becoming a shepherd. Santiago is surprised by how easy it is to get started. When he meets up with the old man the next day, the old man explains his success with the principle of favorability and reveals that Santiago has beginner's luck because there is a force that wants people to realize their personal legends. The old man accepts the six sheep Santiago has promised to give him and tells the boy that the treasure is located near the pyramid. All Santiago needs to do is follow the omen. Then the old man gives him a black stone and a white stone. They are named Urim and Thummim. The black one signifies, yes, and the white one indicates, no. When Santiago has trouble making decisions, he can rely on the stones to make up his mind. With that, he embarks on a journey to Africa. In a bar in Africa, as Santiago listens to the conversations in Arabic around him, he realizes that he does not speak the language. Just then, he suddenly hears someone ask him in Spanish, Who are you? The boy breathes a sigh of relief, assuming that this must be the omen he is waiting for. The person who speaks to him is a local young man in western dress. Santiago immediately asks the young man if he could take him to the pyramids for a fee. The young man says that it costs a fortune to cross the Sahara Desert, so Santiago shows him how much he has got. Meanwhile, the bar owner walks up to them and quarrels with the young man in Arabic. When Santiago goes to pay the bill, the bar owner grabs him and keeps speaking to him in Arabic. The young man pushes the bar owner away and drags Santiago out of the bar, telling him that the bar owner wants to take his money, and that there are a lot of thieves at this port. Santiago trusts his new friend. He takes out his money and starts counting. The young man snatches the money from him while saying that they could reach the pyramids the next day. Santiago wants to get his money back, but decides against that out of courtesy. He assumes that it will be fine if he just keeps an eye on his new friend. However, soon enough, his eyes are drawn to a beautiful black sword. When he is distracted, the young man sneaks away with his money. At first, Santiago wants to believe that he and his new friend have simply been separated by chance, but the young man does not return even as the sun begins to set. Santiago, who never even cried in front of his sheep, sheds tears out of shame. He resents God for repaying those who believe in dreams with misfortune. Now he finally understands what the bar owner wanted to say to him. Santiago is penniless, but he still owns the two stones, which he keeps in his pouch. He caresses them carefully, and the words of the king of Salem suddenly come to mind, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to help you. The boy wants to know if it is true, and the gem answers, yes. He asks the second question, am I going to find my treasure? This time, he reaches into the pouch to grab a stone, only to find that both stones have fallen out of a hole in the pouch, which he did not notice earlier. Santiago recalls what else the old man said to him, learn to recognize omens, and follow them. This omen tells him that there are things he should not question, so as not to run away from his personal legend. After learning that the old man has not lied to him, 
Santiago's heart swells with confidence, and he no longer despairs. At that moment, he has an epiphany. The world before him is not unfamiliar to him, but the new world he has originally looked forward to, a brand new world. He does not intend to perceive the world from the perspective of a hapless victim, but a treasure hunter. As he muses, Santiago falls asleep in the market. The boy is woken up by someone who has come to set up their stall. But instead of panicking, Santiago helps a candy seller assemble his stall in exchange for a sweet for breakfast. The boy remembers that even though he and the candy vendor do not speak each other's language, they understand each other perfectly well. There must be another language that doesn't depend on words, just like how he used to communicate with his sheep. As the old man said, all things are one. Santiago believes that if he masters this language, he could understand the entire world. Later, the boy comes across a crystal shop, where he works in exchange for a meal. After lunch, the owner, a crystal merchant, decides to hire Santiago as a long-term employee, but the boy tells him that he has to go to Egypt tomorrow. The crystal merchant laughs and replies, there are thousands of kilometers of desert between here and there. As soon as he says this, silence descends upon them, and the whole world seems to come to a standstill. Santiago stares blankly at the table, but there is no sadness, anguish, or disappointment in his eyes, only a strong desire to die. The crystal merchant looks at the boy in worry and says, I can give you the money you need to get back to your country, my son. After a long silence, Santiago says, I'll work for you. Just like that, Santiago starts working at the crystal shop, away from his homeland. One day, he tells the merchant that he wants to make a display case for the crystals. The merchant is reluctant to change how things are, but Santiago says that they should always respond to the omens. He manages to persuade the merchant, because the man knows that Santiago's arrival is an omen in itself. The boy has brought the crystal shop wealth. As expected, the display case draws even more customers, and Santiago has saved more and more money. One day a few months later, Santiago overhears someone on a hilltop complaining that he can't find a decent place to have a drink when he climbs up the hill. Santiago knows that the omen has come again, so he persuades the crystal merchant to sell tea in crystal glasses. Sure enough, the refreshing mint tea served in crystal glasses attracts many men and women who have a liking for all things new and trendy. Eleven months later, Santiago leaves the crystal shop and adjourns to seek the treasure again. Through the crystal merchant supplier, the boy finds a caravan that regularly travels across the desert and departs with them. During their journey, a war breaks out among the tribes in the desert. In order to stay out of trouble, the caravan decides to travel to the oasis located in the zone of peace and wait for the war to end. In the oasis, Santiago falls in love with a girl named Fatima at first sight. He wants to stay with her, but she hopes that the boy will continue pursuing his dream, promising that she will be waiting for him. Santiago is rather confused and upset, for he does not understand love without ownership. As he sits on the ground, mulling, he spots two hawks in the sky. All of a sudden, one of them swoops down and attacks the other. At that moment, a vision flashes before his eyes. He sees an army with their swords drawn, riding into the oasis. 
Santiago informs the chiefs of the tribes in the oasis, and the chieftains make a decision, they will prepare to fight the enemy tomorrow, but if Santiago's vision is false, he will have to give his life. After coming out of the chieftain's tent, a horseman in black accosts Santiago with a sword and asks him why he attempts to change what Allah has willed. The boy replies, saying that his action is also part of Allah's plan. The mysterious horseman withdraws his curved sword and tells Santiago to come to him the next day. When the boy sees the direction that the horseman points in, he realizes that the stranger is the alchemist who lives in the oasis. When morning comes, the enemy troops appear. It turns out that they are starving and thirsty, so they decide to break the tradition and occupy the oasis before returning to war. In the end, the oasis tribesmen eliminate all the enemies, and the tribal chieftain rewards Santiago with fifty pieces of gold and asks him to be the counselor of the oasis. At night, Santiago goes to see the alchemist. Why did you want to see me? the boy asks. The alchemist tells him that it is because of an omen, and he even says what the king of Salem has said, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to help you. Santiago realizes that the second person who will help him achieve his personal legend has appeared. The alchemist tells him to sell his camel tomorrow, buy a horse, and continue his search for the treasure. The following night, Santiago walks up to the alchemist's tent with a horse. The alchemist asks the boy to show him where there is life in the desert. With the help of the horse, Santiago finds a snake and passes the test. In return, the alchemist offers to lead him across the desert. He consoles Santiago, who is reluctant to part from Fatima, saying that love will never stop a man from pursuing his destiny. If it does, then it must not be true love. Listening to his advice, Santiago becomes even more determined to find his treasure. With the alchemist's help, Santiago learns to listen to his heart. One evening, his heart sounds a danger signal. Five minutes later, a large group of horsemen ride up to them and arrest the duo as spies. The alchemist tells them that he is acting as a guide for Santiago, who is an alchemist. In order not to be executed, he presents Santiago's gold to the chief. The alchemist then adds that Santiago is capable of turning into the wind and destroying their camp. Eventually, the chief agrees to give them three days to demonstrate Santiago's magical ability, or else the two of them will be executed. Santiago is frightened. He doesn't know how to transform himself into the wind. But the alchemist says that those who are living out their personal legends know everything they need to know, unless the fear of failure has got to them. On the second day, Santiago spends a long afternoon on a cliff staring at the desert and finally learns to talk to it with a language that no one else understands, the language of the world. On the final day, when the chief comes to him with the alchemist, Santiago first asks for help from the desert, telling it that since the desert has kept Fatima here, he needs to turn into the wind and return to her side. The desert indicates that it is unable to pull this off alone, so the boy goes to the wind for help. However, the wind can't manage what he has asked of either. It instead tells the boy to ask the sun. But even the sun does not know how to turn Santiago into the wind, saying that the boy should speak to the hand that wrote all. As soon as Santiago turns to the hand, love pours from his heart. He starts saying a prayer he has never said before. 
he dives into the soul of the world and sees that it is part of the soul of God, which turns out to be his own. Hence, the boy is capable of performing miracles. He transforms himself into the wind and instantly moves across the camp. Everyone apart from the chief and the alchemist is terrified by this magic. The chief believes that he understands the glory of God, and the alchemist believes that he has found the perfect disciple. When it is time for Santiago and the alchemist to resume their journey, the chief sees them off. As night falls, the alchemist knocks on the door of a monastery, where he turns pieces of lead into a gold disc and separates it into four. One is given to the monk who brings him lead, one for Santiago for his lost gold, and one for himself to travel across the desert. The alchemist leaves the last piece at the monastery, in case Santiago needs it when he returns from the pyramids. At this point, Santiago is only three hours away from the pyramids. The alchemist bids him farewell to the boy and heads back to the oasis. Santiago travels alone in the desert for two and a half hours. All the while, his heart whispers in his ear, telling him that the place where he weeps is where the treasure lies. The boy keeps going and climbs the dune slowly. A few minutes pass, and he finally sees the Egyptian pyramids. They are bathed in the silvery moonlight, standing grandly in the desert. The boy falls to his knees, tears streaming down his face. He thanks God for making him believe in his personal legend. Coincidentally, where his tears have fallen, a scarab, a symbol of God in Egypt, crawls through the sand. Santiago digs into the dune all night and finds nothing. Just then, several refugees fleeing the war approach the boy. They discover the gold in his bag and force him to help them dig for more gold. When the search yields nothing, they begin beating Santiago. As the boy lies on the sand, having been beaten half to death, he tells the attackers about his recurring dream and his search for the treasure. And so they stop. Before the men leave, one of them says, you're not going to die. You'll live, and you'll learn that a man shouldn't be so stupid. As it turns out, just two years ago, this man had a recurring dream right here on this spot. He dreamed of traveling to the fields of Spain to find a ruined church where shepherds spent the night. Under a sycamore tree growing out of the church's sacristy, there was a treasure buried beneath its roots. But the man tells Santiago that he wouldn't be foolish enough to cross the desert for a dream. With that, he turns and walks away. Santiago gets up to his feet with difficulty with a smile on his lips. He has finally found the treasure. After a long journey back, the boy arrives at the church. He digs for the treasure while complaining about the alchemist, who knew everything and even left a piece of gold for him, yet did not save the boy from the beating. Just then, the alchemist's voice rings out in the wind, saying, If I had told you, you wouldn't have seen the pyramids. They're beautiful, aren't they? The boy agrees and smiles as he keeps on digging. An hour later, a chest full of old Spanish gold coins and jewelry appears before him. The wind picks up again, and this time it brings Santiago a familiar scent and the touch of a sweet kiss that slowly falls on his lips. The story ends with the boy saying with a smile, I'm coming, Fatima. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app.
Just search for Buki at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.